Hey, my tea sippers. Welcome back to Get the Tea on Life with Tea. I'm your host, your girl, Tea. And this week, the topic is, if I would have known then what I know now. Let's get into it. So most of us women grew up, or most of my listeners, period, grew up with parents, grandparents, friends, family members, that always were dropping jewels, you know, for the most part, telling you what to do or telling you how to feel. At least that's what we thought. But really, in all actuality, they were giving us their life experience and basically saying, hey, don't make these mistakes. And for young people, you know, you often view it as I know what I'm doing. Yeah, my it's gonna be different for me. You know, we don't you don't necessarily know what you're talking about. You know, I'm not like you, whatever. So you wanna do it your way. You know, when you're young, you have your way of doing things. You think you know everything there is to know about life. So this topic is near and dear to me. Cause if I knew then what I know now, different paths would have been taken in my life. And I feel like I would have arrived much sooner, but, you know, you have to go through life. You have to experience things. But what I want to tell the younger generation, try to take heed when someone that has some sense is talking to you because they could very well save you from making, you know, mistakes or like making the wrong decision that you may not even know you're making because the idea that you have sounds really, really great. And, um, or the feeling that you have is really feeling really, really great. And you don't believe that it can get bad or you don't believe that it can take a turn for the worse, but truly it can. And it's someone that you trust and love and has some sense is talking to you. Please listen, young people. This episode is nostalgic for, you know, us people that are more mature and age as women that have been there, done that, and we can reminisce and say, if I knew then what I know now. Case in point for me, I'm going to give you some examples. If I knew then what I know now, it would have made a difference. So, you know, I remember, you know, my first love, my first relationship, pretty much first everything. I definitely have always been a headstrong woman, but when I thought I was in love, it was more of, oh, let me share, you know, my world. or let me change my plans a little because, you know, the person that I was with at the time that I thought I would be with forever really didn't share the same vision or the same dream um, to be exact. I wanted to move to California for college, and he was like adamant that he's staying in New York. And so a decision that I made, which I'm very shocked about because I was just very, very headstrong when I was young about what I want to do. And, you know, I had my plans and I quickly was like, well, I'll stay and do school and I'll just work on him to leave. Oh, that didn't work out the way it was supposed to work out. First of all, we don't even talk to this day. Second of all, guess who lives in California now? Has a whole life. And I just feel like everything 
I told this person and I wanted to do at the time, you know, he was not ready to do, but he ended up doing that, you know, in his future. And I ended up staying in New York and, you know, working, going to different colleges that I never enjoyed at all, which made me just like leave them. And so that decision had consequences. So if I would have known then, what I know now is when my mother told me, you have to do what you have to do for yourself, that you shouldn't be, you know, changing your plans for nobody. You're young. You think it's love is not. No, listen, not everyone is trying to attack you. Not everyone is trying to make you feel, you know, bad about your decisions. They just want you to wake up and listen, listen to them. And take heed and actually follow through um, with smart decision making. The biggest one is when I was choosing my career, I was just so stubborn. Like it took me so long to go ahead and just get nursing school done. Like I was in um, the fashion world and product development, I was in. Jesus, I was like everywhere. I went to court reporting school. I went to school for marketing. I went to um, all, I had all different types of jobs. And at the end of the day, I always wanted to start my nursing career very early and young. I still started pretty young, but not young enough. But it was just like, they weren't moving on my time. Like I would go to register and I would just miss a date shy of like, 15 days and they like do not budge. Anybody who has been to nursing school, they have their cutoff, they have their deadlines. And I would just wake up like, all right, I want to sign up. And it would just be too late. And my aunt told me, well, you can wait a few months. You have 10 months. And I just was like, no, you know. So I remember her, you know, coaching me and telling me, you know, it's just 10 months, stick with it, go back. Like, you don't want to waste time. You know, you're young now, but time gets wasted. You know, she started her career fairly young for nursing uh, right out of high school. She started, which was amazing. And now she has all these years behind her belt. And um, I wasted a lot of time in areas that I obviously didn't stay in nor grow in, you know? So that's another thing. If I knew then what I know now, you know, I would have made a better decision for my future, you know, um, instead of trying to work all these jobs or go to these different schools that I was really not interested in. When someone that was smart and who knew the right path was telling me I should have listened. Um, ladies, 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 my advice to you, please put yourself first. When we get in relationships, when we become mothers, when we are at work, we tend to really, really give ourselves. And if you knew in a relationship that that relationship was going to, you know, explode the way it did, you wouldn't have done half the things that you did the same. You would have probably took another job somewhere else. You probably would have continued school and stopped really nurturing that relationship more than you were nurturing your gifts. Um, If you would have, you know, chose correctly when you wanted to, let's say, get a job, right? And you took a job and they were like overworking you. 
and you just thought like, this is what I have to do. This is my career. This is my career. But at the end of the day, little do you know, the day you step back or the day you get hurt or the days you need something and they can't give it to you, they will replace you very quickly. So you need to really just focus on yourself. I'm not saying don't be a good worker. I'm just saying if you knew that you could be replaced as quickly as you can, then you would do differently, you know, in the present. So just anything can happen. Just make sure you're taking the vacations you need to take. Make sure you're taking the mental breaks that you need to take. You know, take care of you. Last but not least, if you are a mom, and we all do this, I do it especially. Give, give, give until you have no more to give. At some point, you have to come up for ear. Yes, they are dependents. Yes, they are dependent on us for everything. And rightfully so, you know, they didn't ask to come into this world. We brought them into the world and we're trying to raise them the best that we see fit. At the same time, you have to nurture and love on yourself because if you're depleted, then you have nothing to give. And a lot of uh, mothers experience burnout where at a certain age, they're just like over it when their kid is like a certain age. But if they knew then to take it slow, to take little mommy breaks, to it's okay to go on vacation. It's okay to, you know, let people in, let them know I'm having a hard time. You know, I like to talk to someone. You know, what do you exchange different ideas of parenting? Because what happens is people think that their parenting is also right and they're doing it also wrong. Well, not wrong, just not the best way. And it's okay to say I'm struggling if you are struggling. And a lot of women don't do that. So if you knew that your kids was going to grow up and give you their behind to kiss, I bet presently you would be taking it easy. You were taking your breaks. You would be doing what you have to do because you don't want to lose you. You also don't want to give, 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 give. Because you never know what's going to happen in the future. You never know if you're going to be left standing in the cold. You never know that things aren't going to work out. So listen to those people in your life that are wise. Listen to their experiences. It may not be you, but you can possibly learn something. That is it for If I Knew Then What I Know Now. Next is our health segment on the health tip. This is our last episode for the season. Season one is a wrap. We will be taking a summer break. I'll be back the first week of September, every Friday again, and I have even more to share with you. Tea Sippers, it's been amazing. This first season has been goals for me. Thank you so much for taking the journey, and I hope many more will be added on. Stay tuned for on health tip. This week on On the Health Tip, we're going to be discussing drug addiction linked to genetics. So what I want to tell people that have suffered from drug addiction in the past, I want to tell them to be open and honest when they do have, you know, family members, kids that are, you know, younger than them, that are growing up in the world, you know, full of riddles with drugs just everywhere to their um, exposure. Don't be 
quiet about your addiction because being quiet about your addiction, you may feel like it's your business, but when it comes to your bloodline, when it comes to genetics, addiction is something that will carry you on down the line. So you want to be very open about suffering from having an addictive personality, having an addiction problem to drugs, to eating, to sex, to almost anything. If you're doing something way too much, a bit abnormal, you know, drugs, first of all, should not be taken, should not be abused, should not be used unless the doctor is prescribing it to you. You should use it for a certain amount of time and for a specific reason, health reason. If you are abusing drugs any other time for any other reason to cope in life because you tried it, you just can't get that taste out because drugs are addictive, you know, warning. You want to be able to share your journey and your truth with your family, the people that have your genes, because chances are if you do have kids, they might suffer from an addictive personality as well. They might suffer from that same addiction that you suffer with. So you want to give your kids the heads up. Your DNA, your genetic, your genes are running through them. You want to let them know, listen, this is what my story is. This is what happened to me. A lot of people get cleaned up and they don't share their story with their children. You know, they they change, they evolve, you know, they got out of it, you know. When we all know addiction is uh taken day to day, you know, you're never really free of it because if you're around it, if you have a bad moment, if you're feeling low, usually you will turn to the very thing that you turned away from and you worked hard to turn away from. But addiction gets a hold of you. Now, when you're out of it, you feel so strong and you feel like this is not you anymore. So we are a lot of people that have, you know, children and they are embarrassed of their story. They don't want their story told. They don't want their children to look at them that way. But I encourage you to make sure that your children know your story. Just because if they're like having a craving, if they want to try something, let them know. They're, you know, they're not alone, but please don't try it because this is a cautionary tale. This is what happened to me and it was for sure happened to you. There's no if and buts about it, maybe even worse. So um, you want to just let them know, like, you're not alone. This has happened to me. I was the same way. Like, just make yourself human and let them know that they are human as well. And also remember, it's from your genetics. So don't be hard, you know, on them. And don't be embarrassed to share your story because you are one of the people that are able to stand there today and discuss it and talk about it because you came out of it. So please... If you have a success story, share it. If you don't, still share it with your kids because you want to make sure that they're not going to follow in your footsteps because genetics is a heck of a thing. Just be aware of that. Communication, communication, communication is key. 
that is it. I hope that you know anyone listening that is going through that, that has a child that's now dibbling in drugs, and you remember your time from when you were dibbling in drugs, and you're like, how could this happen? Or why would you want to try drugs? Did you think about it? Did you discuss your story? What did you do to prevent them from getting involved in a life of drugs? Did you change their surroundings? Like yours wasn't changed? Did you try to do better for them? And sometimes it's an individual thing. Sometimes it's nothing that you can do because the apple just didn't fall far from the tree. So you want to just remember everyone is human. You want to remember your you know, mistakes, your challenges, and know that they probably suffered that too. And so you'd be the best equipped person to talk to them and to, you know, share with them and you guys can grow together. So that is the end of the health segment today on the health tip. Thank you. We will be back after the summer's over for some more health advice. On My Music World this week, we're going to be saluting uh, Miss Vocal Queen Mariah Carey. She is near and dear to my heart. Not only do we have similar dispositions sometimes, but I dreamt of being able to sing like that woman. Like She has the best vocal cords to me. In all the world, I just love Mariah Carey. Like she's a great singer, and there's amazing singers on this earth, but she is definitely top, top. You know, two when she's not two. Let me stop. But I just love her. Um, also, fun fact: when I was a little girl, I thought I was equivalent to her in my little head. I thought I could blow like Mariah Carey. Long story short, I got into that singing edition to go to LaGuardia. Um, it's a performing arts school in New York. And I did not, I was not one of the students starting in the fall. I sang Always Be My Baby. And I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. You couldn't tell me I was not Little Mariah. But um, salute to her. I just hope that she just continues to make music until she can't anymore. I really love her voice. She's so angelic. And um, even what she has now, her catalog is classics. And they are timeless. And I play them for my daughter now, who is six months now. And she loves her too. So... Thank you, Miss Mariah, for bringing your sweet voice and your beautiful music to our ears. We salute you. On Foodie for Life this week, we're going to be talking about quail. I tried quail this week and I was so disappointed. I don't know who's eating this meat and I'm a big meat eater. I've tried a lot and you'll hear it, you know, over time, but, um, yeah, I don't like that that meat. I don't. Um, I also, and I cooked, I cleaned it, you know, like I cleaned all my meat. Um, so I seasoned it well. It wasn't nasty. It just was not something that I would ever be willing to try again. However, my daughter happened to love it. And I just, I, I won't be purchasing it you know, from the supermarket to cook ever again. So that was a road that I traveled that will be traveled no more. 
No, thank you. Um, I'm sure people make it all the time and eat it and they're so delighted. Um, I thought I would. I really did because I'm a duck lover. Like, I, look, I won't get into the other food because we're talking about quail. But anyway, I just it just wasn't for me. So whoever is out there that is eating it, um, maybe share some of your recipes with people before, you know, if you are a quail lover and you know how to make it really, really well before someone like me just ups and makes it. And again, I seasoned it really good. The season was great. My daughter loved it. I believe it's the taste for me that's a no. I have no idea. But for you quail lovers out there, maybe start sharing your um, recipe so people can, you know, start eating that meat a little more. Um, I won't be doing it. But if, again, if it's something that, you know, people are eating, please share, share some recipes. Uh, any, I'm all for new meat and new uh, recipes and new dishes and different culture dishes, but I guess I don't see it a lot. So I didn't really know how to make it. So I had to kind of just make it like I would make my duck or chicken or something like that. And it just did not the taste wasn't pleasing to me. So that was my experience on Foodie for Life. That is not a food that I would love for life at all. Tea Sippers, again, it's been amazing. We're ending this episode and I ask you to revisit, you know, all the rest of the episodes that you may have listened to. Maybe you missed something. Share it with your friends. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Season one is a wrap. We will be back for season two in September. I am taking summer break to be with the kids, to travel as much as I can um, during these times and as safe as I can. You guys be safe and I will be back with you tea sippers come September. Thank you so much for listening.